This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, picking up kind of where we left off with the radio show. Uh, Ted Cruz is apparently starting to crack into the uh, establishment's wall of opposition. At least that's what the New York Times says. Um, yeah, striding up the sidewalk of one of the city's most affluent, affluent neighborhoods on Monday night, uh, S. Scott Sewell seemed an unlikely figure to be attending a fundraiser for Senator Ted Cruz. Oil industry executive Sewell arrived in President George Bush's, uh, served in Bush's administration, lent a hand to George W. Bush's 20, uh, 2000 presidential uh, recount, and was twice chairman for Mitt Romney's Louisiana campaign. So they're pretty used to, you know, moderate candidates, establishment candidates. It would be unusual for him to attend a fundraiser for Cruz, but apparently he did. Hmm. And now they say if he'll do that, because uh, he's kind of an odd fit, uh, maybe some others uh, will also be joining the, uh, the the Ted Cruz bandwagon soon. Uh, Cruz's reception was even more surprising. Elegant home of longtime Bush loyalist Mary Madeline and her husband James Carville, a Democrat strategist. Well, I don't think Mary Madeline surprises me. She doesn't surprise me at all because um, she's pretty conservative. Mary's conservative, and uh, and by the way, the home is elegant. I will say, I was. We were there the year uh, that uh, the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. Right. I can I can understand because people are like, oh well, uh, you know, are, are, wouldn't James Carville and Mary Madeline fight all the time? Not in that house. It's it's just awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. I mean, it's it's just like a cool area. I don't. I mm-hmm. wouldn't, it's a famous area of New Orleans. I, I wish I could. Uh, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but beautiful. And the, and she, 
She is like the nicest person. She's great in the universe. She's I mean, great. She really is, and, yeah. and and someone who is a legitimate conservative. She's not, um, you know, obviously like people would think of her as an establishment figure because she's had so many high-profile gigs, uh, you know, within the movement over the years. Um, but I mean, she, this is somebody who actually cares mm -hmm. about conservative values and and uh, and has taken she is. tough stances against establishment people many times. Yeah, and has worked behind the scenes many times. Yeah, in that's this, why in that. maybe the New York Times thinks she's surprising. Yeah, that doesn't we surprise certainly me. don't. That doesn't surprise us at all because I would be surprised if she wasn't a Cruz fan, frankly. Yeah. Um, but Mary said, if Cruz makes it, which is very doable, every one of the establishment crowd that's now eviscerating him will line up, salute smartly, and get on board. No one will want to be responsible for a GOP de de uh, defeat. I hope that's true, but they better, they better start now. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to have Trump in there, and then they're going to get their ass kicked. And there's disagreement on whether, you know, uh, it, it would be, it's quite revealing that they're even uh, thinking about going to Donald Trump um, yeah. <laughs> from the establishment, some of these establishment figures. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, well, I guess we'll see. I, 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 it's a, somewhat surprising to me because while Ted Cruz obviously um, ruffles some feathers among Republicans. They obviously don't like him because he goes in there and he takes them on all the time. He's at least taking them on all the time from the Republicans, from the conservative side. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like he's ever like, I'm more liberal than you. Donald Trump, you know, just ideologically is so all over the board. And there is no, I mean, it's a compliment to say he has an ideology. He doesn't. He's just, I was thinking of him as like, if you had a giant circular room and you put mm -hmm. Donald Trump in the middle, and around the entire wall, everywhere was a new policy position, whether it was uh, being for citizenship or against citizenship. And on another side is for high taxes, and other places low taxes. Donald Trump puts a blindfold on, spins around as fast as he can, gets hammered and runs as fast as he can until he runs into a wall. And that's what he supports. Wherever he hears the applause coming, he runs in that direction and he hits the wall really hard. And that's his new policy. So I think there's, there's an element of the Republican establishment who says... Well, w once he gets power, we'll give him some of the things he wants that help him and his friends. And, you know, it, it, we'll let him have the, the power and the attention and he'll do certain things. But he'll be movable on a lot of stuff. We'll be able to convince him. He has no ideological position on immigration. So once he gets in there, yeah, he's talking big now. But once he gets in there, we'll be able to talk him into the, the I mean, he supported the DREAM Act. Donald mm -hmm. Trump in 2013 supported the DREAM Act, supported the DREAM Act, Donald Trump. So when he gets in there and it's not campaigning time anymore, and he doesn't have to look tough. They'll be able to walk him through and talk him through all of these things. And uh, it'll work out nicely for the establishment. That's kind of their thought with Cruz. He knows what he believes. He's not going to back off of it. He gets pissed off when his own party uh, lets down those principles. He, you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to go in there and go, you know what, Ted, hey, um, you know what you should do? Uh, why don't we just raise taxes on some people? He's not going to do that. No. He's going to fight. And he's proven that already. Over and over and over again to stop it. Yeah, he's, gonna, he, he's proven that. Uh, meanwhile, Phil Robertson of the uh, Duck Dynasty, I guess, has uh, come out in support of Ted Cruz. Here's, a, here's the latest on that. My qualifications for president of the United States are rather narrow. Is he or she godly? Does he or she love us? Can he or she do the job? And finally, would they kill a duck and put them in a pot and make them a good duck gumbo? I've looked at the candidates. Ted Cruz is my man. He fits the bill. 
He's godly. He loves us. He's a man for the job, and he will go duck hunting because today we're going. Ted Cruz is my man. I'm voting for Cruz, the reason we're going to vote for you, all of us, is because you're one of us, my man. That's why we're voting for you. It's now or never. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing commercial. Yeah, it is. How long until a Democrat says Ted Cruz wore blackface? Yep. How long? And How long rifle. until Ted Cruz wears blackface is in this campaign? 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good ad. I mean, it's yeah. obviously kind of funny. And, you know, he's, uh, the, the whole family is quite, they're a bunch of characters and uh, obviously very popular. Stuff. They are. Apparently his son, Willie, though, is that his son, uh, is, is a Trump guy. So he said all of us. That surprises me. That's, does that not surprise you, the Robertson family? About, I don't know enough about Well, the they're family. super Christian. So, well, uh, uh, Donald Trump's not. Well, Trump has that big room of Bibles. That's right, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't uh, read any of them, apparently, but uh, apparently he's got a special place for him, yeah. He's got a special, he keeps him in a very special place. No, he's never even considered uh, anything that's inside of them and never asked for forgiveness by no. his own telling. He doesn't have any special um, verses. By his or... own telling, the guy's not asked for forgiveness for anything. I mean, you can't be a Christian if... if I mean, if, that's kind of one of the basic things that you do, right? Like, yes, you all make mis- we all make mistakes. Yes, um, but uh, but you ask you repentance is part of the Christian process, right? It, it, yeah, uh, that's kind of the you know. I mean, that's part of it. Um, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, he can I guess do whatever he wants. Uh, the, the funny thing though is that Trump has lived a life that, if you do believe he's consistent with those values, would need a lot of repentance, right? Like uh-huh. <laughs> he's kind. Of, we all do. We all need some. He would need a lot. Like, he would be like, it would be a busy day when he started asking for forgiveness. Because, I mean, by his own telling, he's done a lot of, you know, stuff that, uh, yes. Well, we all, again, like you said, we've all done stuff that we need forgiveness for. And every day I ask for it. But he never has. Never. Now, I'm not not making that up. He said it. Mm -hmm. You ask every day? Every day. You should ask like 50 times a day, (laughs) Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, everyday yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you was. It really should be more than every day for you. Mm-hmm. You know how they do Holiday. traffic, uh, traffic and weather on the tens. You should be doing forgiveness <laughs> on the tens. <laughs> Six times an hour. <laughs> traffic and forgiveness coming up every three minutes on the threes for Jeffy. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Also, uh, apparently, the Blaze has a new ad out for uh, Marco no, this, Rubio. This is well. This is uh, and, uh, this is the Pat Gray endorsement right yes, here. It, yes, it if is. you wanted to know who Pat b- believes is the best presidential candidate, you'll see <laughs> yeah, it right just, here. Yeah, just you'll, listen, you'll see this right here. Well, you have to watch. All right, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> I don't say a word, but I'm caught up he in it. He will crush Hillary Clinton. Crush her. <laughs> I was really impressed. That was good. 100%. 100% from them, too. 98 from them. And 100 from somebody else. 97 from Club for Growth. 96 from Heritage so Action. I picked Marco Rubio for president. Freedom Here's why. Rubio is young, tenacious, well-spoken, and most importantly, he can actually win. And then Tommy at the end. Marco Rubio. 
Boy, that doesn't look like a blaze endorsement sure of Marco does. Rubio, doesn't it? It does, you got but I mean, Glenn that's... there saying Marco that Rubio sure will does. crush. I'm sitting right next to him, just ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Tommy uh, is all over him, and so Blaze logo in the corner. Sure, looks like we're for which we're not. We should ask Tommy. I mean, Tommy, Tommy might Tommy, be. I don't know. Has Tommy endorsed Marco? I think, I think so. Is that uh, we should we should know. ask her? Um, Tommy has endorsed, so apparently Tommy is. Tommy has because uh, I mean, uh, Glenn and I are not. But you, but you're, uh, you have not uh, endorsed. He would be my second choice. Right, but that's pretty good. For sure, he's Marco my Rubio choice. does not have to convince conservatives that he's your first choice. But if he can con con convince conservatives what you've said, that he's right. your second choice, that's enough for Marco Rubio right now. He, yeah. doesn't, need, he, doesn't, need, he yeah. doesn't need to beat out Ted Cruz. He just needs to be acceptable to conservatives right now. And he is. And he is. I think he is. Is that a full day, full day of work for you to pull that ad off from Marco, Pat, or did you just do that in one take? I, I will that say. It's a one-take deal. Mm -hmm. I will say that. I will say, uh, you know, I, while it was not in the ad, uh -huh. it was my camera work with Glenn's iPad uh, to get Stu that was shot. in the front seat <laughs> right? shooting it. Yeah. So yeah, he's involved in this thing, it too. Proves it doesn't take much to his, be a camera. His hands man. are not clean on this Rubio scandal. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, is there anything in there that makes you feel uncomfortable? He would crush Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I think, I think Rubio is, I mean, it, the polling shows it, certainly. The only thing I'm uncomfortable with is them using yeah. us like that in a spot right. without our permission. I just didn't think they took Now, you had they come context. to us and said, you guys, are you okay with maybe. us putting that in there? You know, maybe we say yes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think you... I, I we might say, I don't well, think look, you, you know we support Cruz first and foremost, right? So, if you... I mean... You know, maybe you put that in parentheses underneath what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I don't think you can stop them um, because you, so you, you put can it they on do Facebook whatever they want with, a, with you talking about an issue. I mean, yeah, I mean, we do it all the time yeah. when, when so, like yeah. certainly Donald but Trump we don't doesn't use it in ads. Well, D Donald Trump doesn't want us talking about uh, his, his stupid things that he says, but we use them all the time yeah. um, to prove our point. Um, and, like, you know, their point is, hey, Rubio It's a little different conservative. when you use us in a as, political advertisement. In a political ad as an endorsement. I would say, like, it's, I don't think we could stop them. However. If we called and asked them not to, to I bet them, they I would. Bet they would take, I bet they would take it out I if we called would. and asked them. And I don't know. You know, maybe. I, I mean, we won't call and no, ask I don't them. No, I, mean, I, I don't think. I don't think Glenn would either, but. No, uh, I don't think so either. I mean, maybe if, if Rubio becomes. It is a little uh, if, Rubio start, if Rubio comes out and he goes, you know what? Maybe Ted Cruz isn't eligible. Then we will call him and yeah. tell him. Like, I can yeah. see a situation where he gets annoying enough that we actually do yes. say it. But, I mean, as of right now, Marco Rubio, I think, is a good candidate. And the last uh, thing he said was, not an issue. Shut up about that. Well, yeah. he didn't say shut up. I'm saying yeah, shut you're up. Saying about shut up. But he said, the, but the he said it's not an issue. Yeah. So that's great. But, I mean, if, if, Glenn, great. if Glenn Beck and Pat Gray, I mean, Pat Gray really, I mean, nodding approvingly of what <laughs> uh, Glenn was saying at that time, as you saw in the video. <laughs> Uh, which had great camera work. Um, uh -huh. uh, if Pat Gray and Glenn Beck can say, hey, you know, he's going to beat Hillary Clinton, and we, and we were impressed by him, which all of us said. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tommy, you know, I don't know Tommy super well, but she's certainly no liberal. Uh, so she's out there saying, I think Marco Rubio is the best. And, and one of the main reasons is because he can win. If I'm Marco Rubio, I'm making that ad. I mean, if you want to call me up and say, hey, take me out of that ad, I don't like that, that doesn't, then I would be okay, absolutely. I mean, I'm not The I'm one not thing sure. that would have solved this whole thing, at least for Glenn and Pat, had they been men, mm -hmm. especially, specifically Pat Gray, mm -hmm. been a man, mm -hmm. and stood up mm -hmm. when 
Marco Rubio's in with the Jews. Jews and Freemasons stood up and said, Marco Rubio's in with the Presbyterians and the Moose Lodge. Yeah. At the same time, I right. probably wouldn't have used you in his ass. As we talked about last week, <laughs> seconds after the lunatic got up and yelled, Marco Rubio is owned by the Jews, mm. Jews and the Freemasons, my first thought is, I am now going to stand up and say Marco Rubio is owned by Presbyterians and the Moose Lodge. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't have the giblets to do it. No. No. I, didn't have the, I, I thought, you know, we're invited guests here. We're in the front row. It would be rude. It'll interrupt his flow. I probably shouldn't do it. But, mm. man, I was tempted the whole time. Whole time. Yeah, no, and that would have been not not a good decision in that particular context. You think it, really? No, you oh should not. Because I think it'd be. Do legendary. I disagree? I think it'd be. Yeah, it just would have been disrespectful <laughs> to a guy You're who right. invited you. you know, it but. did okay, feel so, disrespectful. So it would have been disrespectful. Yes. It still would have been huge. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Well, that's obviously the Jeffy standard. Um, uh, I did notice one other thing about the commercial, uh, which was interesting. Did you have Pat Gray, uh, you know, very well-known national figure in conservative circles. Uh, you have Glenn Beck, who is, you know, the guy, or at least one of the three guys. I mean, if you if you want a, an endorsement from a conservative, you know, the three, one, you, you know, whatever, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, there's a few, there's only a few there, and you have right. one of them mm -hmm. in this commercial. Yet, for some reason, they use this screenshot of up-and-coming Tommy, who's awesome. Uh, when uh, you but, first go to look, at, look up for the ads. It's, it's surprising they didn't seem to think you or Glenn appealed That's to the screen point. in the same way <laughs> that Tommy it did. It is interesting, isn't yeah. it? Hmm. I wonder why. I have to ask him about mm. that. I might call and complain about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with it, but I want a zoomed-in picture of my face no. in, in the screenshot. No, we don't want that. There you go. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up in a mm. second. All right. Oh yeah, we have a sponsor Ish. this half hour. I guess we should probably talk about that. It's Goldline. Now Goldline has created a game changer. Here it is. I hold it right here. Shockingly, it is still in the studio, even though Jeffy has handled it many times. He has not stolen it yet. You sure it's real? These look like chiclets now. that? Gold painted chiclets? Why are these chewy? Uh, it doesn't here change is, the ad, any. No, it does not. <laughs> uh, they are the exclusive dealer of the Royal Canadian Mint's first ever one tenth of an ounce, 99.99% pure gold bullion legal tender bar. It is available in this packaging, uh, cre uh, credit card uh, packaging, um, which is really cool. It contains five individually sealed bars, uh, so you can really take it anywhere. Uh, and it's ideal for. You know, if things look at what's happening with the economy right now, I mean, uh, we have no idea what's going on. Uh, China is falling apart uh, as we speak, and China, you know, you might say, well, who cares if China falls apart? Well, they're a big driver of the global economy. It's one of the reasons why oil prices are going crazy. There's a, there's a, it's a situation where you don't know when something's going to break down. If there's a crisis situation, whether it be a natural disaster or a terrorist attack or whatever, you need something like this that you're going to be able to use, and it, and it's a it's a pragmatic use of gold. It's something that you can actually utilize. It's not an invest. Well, I mean, it's, it's certainly a good investment as well, in my personal opinion. Uh, however, you can also utilize it in one of these situations. Qualifying purchases are eligible for Goldline's two-way price guarantee program, price shield, and price guarantee program as well. Give them a call. 800-913-GOLD. It's Goldline. Read their important risk information and see if buying gold is right for you. Ask them about their accumulation special as well, where you can get started for just $100 a month. It's 1-800-913-GOLD, 1-800-913-GOLD. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. 
By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call Call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. A strange headline I saw pretty much everywhere uh, yesterday was uh, Al Jazeera's shutting down. That's not strange at all. No. Uh, but for some reason, Peyton Manning was asked to comment on it, and that I don't you understand. You know what the reason was? No. It's no. because the report that he's, do he's on HGH came from them. Yeah. That's why. That's right. Yeah. You're right. It's because, it's oh because God, it was yeah. Al Jazeera's report right. that he was taking H HGH to recover from his... You know, injuries. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah they, and so they, they thought, they thought, hey, well, okay, it's shutting down. Let's ask him. I bet he's happy about that. One, which, by the way, the source of the report said was not true. Like, Al Jazeera's source even said, oh, yeah, no, he, no, that's not what happened After at all. After he was paid Afterwards. off, probably. Afterwards. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's what Al Jazeera oh, would say. Yes. Afterwards, he's like, yeah, no, that's not actually what I, what I meant by that. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, so... Uh, it's not a huge surprise uh, that Al Jazeera has failed. Um, That's they spent, pathetic. Wow. Whereas, was it you, Pat, that was telling me they didn't actually spend $500 million on this? Was it you? Who was it? Uh, I said they spent more like a billion. Yeah. Because I, I, someone had told me that, well, they didn't really spend $500 million. But that's always what I've heard. Yeah. They bought it for $500 million from Al Gore. Al right. Gore uh, becomes extraordinarily rich off of this. And then Al Jazeera mm -hmm. runs the thing into the ground. Uh, in just a couple of years. We, when we first heard this report, someone was like, oh, what has it been, three or four years? And I was like, yeah, it couldn't be longer than that. Uh, no, it's been really, I mean, two years. We're it was 2013 they went on the air. And we just wow. crossed it in 2016. So it's oh technically about two and a half years um, in, in which they were actually well, on the air. you know, when you're averaging 30,000 people in primetime or whatever. Primetime. And you're a national network, you, you can't survive. And what was it, six or survive. seven months ago, they made a big deal about cutting back? Yeah. And uh, really, really saying, uh, well, we're just, we're just uh, realigning mm -hmm. our assets and yeah. we're, this is what we were going to do to begin with. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. they, they hired some, you know, decent talent. Yeah. yeah I mean, expensive talent. Expensive yeah. talent. They, they had expensive sets. They had expensive equipment. They paid $500 million for the rights to it all. I mean, it was, it was probably a billion-dollar venture. But, you know, uh, oil-rich, uh, is it Qatar that yeah. owns them? I, I guess can afford that. And i got to believe that part, part of this is probably... The oil price. I was thinking the I same mean, the thing. The fact that they're yeah, it thirty dollars a barrel, they can't they can't subsidize it, or they don't yeah. want to subsidize it anymore. Because I had this conversation with uh, someone who works here, and and I had the same conversation when they decided to do this, which is, I can understand 
uh, someone from the Middle East saying, we want that perspective out there. We want to, you know, cast a little doubt here and there. Mm -hmm. We want to change the politics a little bit in America. We can spend a lot of money and some people will watch it. I can understand saying we're going to spend a lot of money and we're going to lose some money. But what's important to us is this ideological battle, this this, you know, fight for making Islam look mm -hmm. better or whatever the case mm -hmm. is. I just don't I never understood why they called it Al Jazeera. The American people, uh, a, a lot of them, especially the people on the left, they're going to watch Al Jazeera. They're not even going to notice if, if you if you give them propaganda. They're, they, they get it all the time right. from their politicians. They're, they're happy to swallow propaganda. But when you give them a name, which they've only seen in the corner of beheading videos and nerve gas testing on puppies, it's hard for them to get over that. And no one ever did. I mean, it never got to a point where anybody watched it. And I think they said, you know what, we're losing all this money with oil. This is obviously a terrible investment, but we kind of knew that going in. It's just too bad. Shut the thing down. They yeah. already have Al Jazeera English, which, you know, is like an English language version of Al Jazeera that covers stuff globally. Um, and so why don't you just keep, stick with that and get rid of the U.S. thing? I'm damn proud of Americans for rejecting this too. piece of crap. Network. I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. I mean, of course you're going to get a couple thousand people watching it because there's probably a couple thousand people that are you know friendly there's to a couple the, thousand people who are on jeffy's website yeah yes. you don't have to be uh, yeah yes. i mean you don't have to be friendly it's just it was part of the cable system and you'd scan by and go oh what are they talking about mm -hmm. and you might not know right and there's probably you know thirty thousand people who don't know or maybe some people who are friendly to that point of view whatever but it wasn't very many and it wasn't enough no, it was not and so bye-bye I mean, um, it's important to note that it's not just that it wasn't enough to sustain a good business. It wasn't enough to sustain a business in an environment where they they were fine with losing some money. Mm -hmm. right. It's not like these. This is not a private company that comes in here and is like, you know what? We want to make a lot of money in the news business. No, it's a state-run right. television. They network. didn't care. They, if they lost a lot of money, they would be fine with it. The issue here was they were losing so much money and yeah. oil prices collapsed at the same time. Yeah. That uh, nice combination to get know, rid of them. Yeah. Uh, here's what Peyton had to say when they asked him about it. No, I really don't. Uh, sure, it's going to be just devastating to all their viewers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> down, so. I love that guy. Yeah, I absolutely great. love that yeah, guy. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a bigger fan of Peyton Manning than probably any other player I've ever witness really yeah really? i think so i think so i i love the guy I, he's just so he's a class act he's good i mean he's great, he's great. obviously and the best regular season player yes in, in nfl history yes i mean and, the only issue with him has been some playoff performance and I, I that's why i you know i almost root for him and whatever team he's on because i want him to do well yeah more than the packers i mean i i'm that i'm pretty close to that because i love him so much i think he's He's just awesome. If he were ever to come out and start spewing Obama rhetoric, I, I, I'd be crushed I, within an inch of my life. And so I hope that never happens. But what a class act. Just to, He doesn't really, I mean, you could tell he's sarcastic. It's going to be just devastating to all their viewers, knowing that they've got scant few viewers. The only thing better he could have said, but it would have been too harsh for a Peyton Manning to say, is all seven of their viewers. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but uh, he's not that guy. No, he's, you know, he's I mean, not that guy. He is Great. basically the most marketable guy in the world. And, yeah. um, and, and look, you know, he's, his career is absolutely amazing. 
Uh, he was the quarterback of the best, arguably the best offensive team of all time just a couple of years ago that wound up losing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, you know, he's obviously you know, one of the top three or four best quarterbacks in history. Without even, question. Even with, at least top five, Without even with, all the, with the playoffs, some disappointment in the playoffs. And it's kind of, I'm really glad to have him back quarterbacking the Denver Broncos for this playoff run. Me too. I mean, you know, Brock Osweiler, I think, yeah. will eventually be a yeah, pretty good quarterback, fine. but not, not this year. Right. You did a good job. You held down the fort. Now yeah. let's let Peyton do his thing. Yes. I want to see it. I, I, I want, just because I like him too. I mean, and if I, the Packers don't get to the Super Bowl, I'd love for him to get there and win. Yeah. It'd be, for him to have just one sort of taints his legacy a bit. I love it. Because, I mean, even his dumb brother Eli has two. <laughs> that can't stand, right? We can't, that cannot stand. It is bizarre. All right. um, and, if, you know, I, I'm kind of with you on that in that if, on the off chance, the Eagles don't make the Super Bowl this year. Uh, <laughs> well, I, there's I a pretty good chance that they're not in the playoffs. On the, on the off, there's a really the outlying uh, you might chance. You want to revisit that. That he beat um, it, the Eagles don't get there. I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. the Broncos win it. Although, you know, I don't know. I, I, I got to rethink that one. All right. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, we got to tell you about a great company that we really like called Go. It's solar energy that is now affordable, and it's it's thanks to Go, frankly. If you want to increase the value of your home, you want to save money, and you want to do those two things at the same time, Go can help you. I'm going to give you a third thing you could do. Uh, right. Be independent. Uh, kind of have an... Uh, That's a, a big thing, too. Yeah, That's it's a, a really big thing. strong streak of independence. I think mm-hmm. that relates closely to conservatism, which has been this weird thing that they always say, like, oh, conservatives hate solar power. Do no. we? Uh, really? Because no, um, actually, we kind of like the idea of generating our own electricity. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that before this, you had to have thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars up front. It was like buying a, a Mercedes and sticking it on your roof for your power. Yeah. Well, Go has changed the way that this happens. They will install the entire thing for zero dollars out of pocket, and you're going to save Incredible. 20 to 30 percent on what you're currently paying uh, for power. Do you remember when Gore was saying all this stuff about how, you know, solar power and all of this uh, stuff, and, and then they came out with the Bush-Gore comparison of their two homes, mm-hmm. Bush is yeah. in, in Crawford and Gore is in yeah. Tennessee, and Gore got so much flack from that he had to retrofit his his uh, palace. That's right, because Bush's was much more eco-friendly it, much, than, than by Gore's. a ton. Yeah. And so it took him a long time because it was so expensive. Well, Go has finally taken care of that for all of us, you know, who don't make billions of dollars pushing global warming. Over 70,000 homes are now powered by Go. So find out if it's available in your area. Just go to GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com and find out uh, how to power your home more affordably. GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. It's Pat and Stu. You know what I love about uh, progressives, liberals, is that they're they're really nice people. They um, they care. They're people, people who care about people. They're the luckiest people well, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the world. entire world. In right? the world, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're uh, they're soft spoken. They are uh, sweet. They are polite. Uh, and you know, it, it, contrast that with like us, for instance, where we're. Uh, so mean and angry all the time, and uh, and you'll just see. Well, let me give you, for instance, the uh, an editor at Mother Jones. Uh, listen yeah. to how polite 
he was. Uh, he told a guy on Twitter to take a gun and put it in his mouth and pull the trigger. Hmm. Wait. No, that can't be right. And an oddly a response to Vox, <laughs> which is another liberal outlet. Yes. Um, and it was and the, the, guy was, the guy was talking about his wealth, right? And he said, it isn't that easy being wealthy or something? I don't know. And this editor for Mother Jones got pissed off at him, told him to shut the F up. And he's like, no, seriously, dude, shut the F off. Put, put, take a gun, put it in your mouth, and pull the trigger. Like, what a weird thing. The reaction was uh, to it was, if you could see that top headline again, it was just like, I, it was a quote from somebody, I became a millionaire overnight and quickly realized that extreme wealth is overrated. And this guy got pissed Why off was about he, that? Is he weird that, like, he, someone stole his article? Or, like, what was, I, I don't know what the conflict was, do you? Well, I think he's pissed that the guy said extreme wealth is overrated. And this guy's probably not wealthy, and he thought, well, you're rubbing it into everybody else or something. I, I'm not, I I'm not sure. Know. I'm unclear. And the article, no article I've read on this has really cleared up what he was so hacked off about. Uh, but um, the tweets apparently might violate Twitter's abusive behavior policy. Yeah, they, the, which they really enforce hardcore. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. they just changed them, actually. They just came out with some newer rules that they're I supposed know. to get harder on it now. But they say users may not take, uh, may not make threats of violence or promote violence. And putting in a, a gun in your mouth and pulling the trigger does kind of promote violence, it would seem to me. Um, Hansen, who is the millionaire who said wealth is overrated, said he was surprised Mother Jones tolerates such outbursts from its editors. And, and so am I, quite frankly. Do you think Mother Jones will tolerate this, or will this yeah. guy get fired? I don't think they care. You don't think they care? You're probably right. No, uh, probably right. He was just to joking. See, yeah, I mean, that's what he said when clearly and he's fighting for equality or whatever. You know, he probably uh -huh. started with a, some Lotto fight. What was it? The power. It probably started because of the Powerball. Well, that's why I think the article maybe was there, right? yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, maybe you know, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, it's a little... A little a I just like to silly. see liberals eat their own. It's, it's kind of a fun story from that standpoint. It is from fun. From that standpoint. They, some, I will say that there are times uh, when you follow some of the back and forth on Facebook and Twitter that have some... Mm -hmm. We'll call them fights. Um, it, it makes you just stop it. What, what's your stop it. What's your feeling on... Um, you know, because uh, Dana uh, Lash and, goes, and Michelle Malkin, um, yeah. I've noticed, both tweet a lot of the hate directly. They sure do. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, they a lot of times to mock how bad Twitter is at enforcing this policy where they I mean, they just light up the C word. People love to call both Michelle and Dana the C word. Yeah. They love it. It's apparently a big thing on the left. Big thing on the left. Just constantly calling them the C word and threatening crazy them with, uh, sexual assault is a conservative, big, which, what? which conservative, crazy, I, uh, no, um, cookies. I can tell you what it rhymes with. You know, um, when you try to uh, deaden a ball uh, in a uh, in a in a baseball game, and you try to maybe sacrifice someone over oh, when from you first hit base the ball to down second the line. base, it rhymes with uh, that. Yeah, hit the ball down the line, and it's like uh, it's shocking. <laughs> I, that that word is the king of all words. Let's put yeah, it that it way. Is. And just seeing it is like holy crap. But it's like <clears> the fact that he, they have well, it's no rarely shortage. used. Yeah. Unlike the f word, yeah, that word is rarely <laughs> really is. used. But so they, it there's really on Twitter, out. Uh, you know, directed at Dana and yeah, Michelle, yes. who constantly are yes. getting hit with it all the time and threats and all sorts of things. I don't know. Does anything ever happen to these people? No. 
I mean, I you know, so. it's common on the left. God forbid you say you want to defend yourself with a gun or you want lower taxes uh-huh. uh, or you want uh, ISIS to be taken care of. I guess that's just free reign to call uh, conservative women names and threaten them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be what happens on Twitter. Now, look, it's Twitter. I get it. Yeah. One of the, Some of the, you know, it's just what you deal with on there. But, it sh- I mean, it, there should be, you know, some level of uh, harassment uh, that can be uh, that shouldn't be tolerated there, um, and you know, mm-hmm. I think those are the same lines that happen in normal polite society. I yeah. mean, you know, certainly yeah. free speech is, is something, but when you're threatening someone with sexual assault, that's a different it's a different category. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, some of this may be moot shortly because due to global warming, we're going to be underwater. You won't hear any of these things. We probably won't have Twitter anymore because we'll all be underwater. And so uh, what's going to happen is that our bodies will have to evolve and adapt. And a scientist, Dr. Matthew Skinner, paleoanthropologist from the University of Kent in England, is uh, saying that when we become water world, when the ice caps melt and sea, and sea levels rise, we are all going to have to uh, develop webbed hands and webbed feet cat's eyes and gills uh you know because we'll have to survive underwater so we got to become better swimmers uh so look for that to happen um they also consider what would happen in a second ice age because that could happen if an asteroid strikes and uh if humans colonized other planets and uh so you know who knows if what we'll have to develop if we go to mars let's say uh, you probably have to have fur, I would think. Um, I don't think web feet would necessarily have to happen on Mars, but we'd definitely grow first to, to protect ourselves against the cold a little bit, you know. So you might have fur on your back right now. Yeah, Jeffy's already started Already. That. Have you already um, begun that process? I'm preparing process? for my Mars. You're preparing yeah. for your Mars oh, no. life? That's right. We just learned mm-hmm. that Jeffy waxes his back. Oh. Okay. Well, I know, but... I wax it because that's how we're supposed to live here on this planet. Right. <laughs> on Mars, you wouldn't have yeah, to do that. So it wouldn't be expected. I mean, is this as dumb as it gets, saying that global warming <laughs> is going to make us evolve? Well, actually, feet? But it, come on now. But it, is, it, it isn't dumb. It just bodes. It actually makes the argument that we try to say a lot. We're going to evolve. Something will happen. It's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Now you can you know we laugh and joke around okay web feet longer fingers all that stuff but really we will evolve whatever happens I mean that's what we do right we build a bigger wall we 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 we've grown bigger humans are bigger on Earth now right well, I mean that's what we do you know it's it, there's two different things here the evolution of people to develop new traits over a long period of time for example nutrition improves people have grown mm-hmm. grown taller mm-hmm. that's saying uh, you know, you're growing that's, web feet that's great mm-hmm. don't look at me like that Pat does you have, will well, Pat's already got feet. web feet all right mm-hmm. actually <laughs> we should actually entertain the idea mm-hmm. that jeffy has web feet because he will not show us his feet right uh, he has some weird foot mm-hmm. hang up yeah he and does. will not you show don't need the, to worry about whether i have webbed feet yeah, or not you do. <laughs> we know you do but <laughs> the um real world application of evolution let's use the word evolution because they love the word is is really adaptation it's what you adapt to something that when mm-hmm. circumstances change when people realize you know what i don't like cold weather as much they move to warm weather when people say you know what i like is living by the water i live by the water if when you know what uh, when people f- say hey the uh, uh the the um 
the beach is eroding, they work on that and, and try to fix that. When um, Galveston gets hit by a giant hurricane back in the day, what they do is they build a giant seawall. Huh. They, they actually raise the territory. All these things happen because people see circumstances and then react to them. They don't try to predict the circumstances that might happen a thousand years from now and react to them now. That's bad practice. You know, it's like the, the, the example I, I absolutely love is uh, the example of New York at the turn of the century in 1900. They were dealing with a serious environmental issue. They had the same sort of panic going on. And the issue was all the dung from the horses was piling up in this city. And they had no way to remove it. And people were projecting seriously. And I know it sounds crazy now, but if, put yourself in that time. They were predicting that the entire island would be filled with crap. No and one, they were right on that, but for a different way. No one wants dung uh, hanging around, no, extra dung hanging right, around. People no don't one. want extra dung. They were thinking it was going to pile up as high as the buildings because they were, everyone was there trying to get around. Horses were pooping in the streets. If they had tried to project what the environmental issues would be 100 years later, how would they have done? They had no idea that the cars were going to take over. They had no idea that the Internet would happen. They had no idea of any of this stuff, just like we have no idea what the world is going to look like in 2115. We have no idea. So why don't we leave that to the people of that era to try to fix if those things do occur? <laughs> because if we wait that long... And this is what you have to do. It's too late. It's, it's late. the same thing they were saying we in 1900, by the way. We have to do something. We have, we have to, to do something. We, we must act now. You know, but how long would it take to evolve into webbed feet, people? Shut up. I mean, that's going to take, take millions of years millions of years we'd all be drowned by then triple eight seven two seven back with more patent stew coming up that's why this is so stupid i mean it would take a couple dozen anyway right? <laughs> a couple dozen years yeah a couple dozen millennia at least Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome to it. It's uh, really it's wonderful to have you here. Really is. Now yeah. Stu doesn't feel that it's way. It's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're I mean, kind of ambivalent about it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mental floss has uh, some really strange but well-paying jobs that uh, actually really really do exist. Let's uh, let's take a peek at some of them. Well-paid but obscure. For instance, uh, a golf ball diver. You make thirty-two to ninety. What? Thirty-two to ninety thousand dollars? Golf ball divers have to search for lost golf balls in the waters of golf courses, yeah. retrieving them from the you know the water hazards, I guess, in the on the course. Mm -hmm. You can make ninety grand doing I, that. Yeah. That's pretty good. If you have gills and can stay underwater for a long time. Yeah, I mean, are you selling the gator you, that you yeah. killed that's in the water hole? Right. I mean. uh, pet food tester, uh, 34 to 117 grand. Um, Jeffy, what do you want to try out for they that one? They did not pay me that much. Only the best. The job. Uh, are you telling me that people actually um, it says smell taste? and taste of pet food. Wow. No, come on. People taste the what? Yeah, why not? dog food and stuff. 
117 grand, Jeffy, there is something you could do. I'm sure that you uh, could do that. <laughs> I have every confidence that's a gig you could you could uh, actually do. And Jeffy, you've eaten dog food on the show, haven't you? I think you have a couple times. I guess. I mean, it certainly wouldn't surprise me to, that that's happened before. <laughs> Nor would you be opposed to it now, right? Can we get some dog no, food I mean, for I'm Jeffy? Not a big fan of Let's it. get several different dog foods. But I'm talking good ones like gravy train, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking uh <laughs> I can't I'm allergic, I could die. Let's do a Jeffy spoon segment. <laughs> Let's do where he, where tries, he tries various foods. forms. I believe of dog what they're, food. they're probably referring to someone who owns a dog and, and tells us which animal one in and he tests them. No, I like this. I like this a lot. We're yeah. gonna bring in several different do brands. You? I'm not talking about and a have dog. you taste them do and tell you? us which one tastes best. I like it. I like it a lot. Look, Do we'll you? even pay you at the $117,000 uh, rate. Yeah. You comfortable with that? Okay. You will? Yes. We will prorate <clears throat> over 10 Yeah, you're not going to be obviously 10 working minutes. a whole year, so we're not going right. to do all of it. We'll prorate over a 10-minute uh, uh, time period what $117,000 would be. 24. See, so it's going to take you... Ten, say, we'll say five, five minutes. minutes. Five so minutes. it's a eleven. We'll give you the dollar eleven. <laughs> And you just uh, chomp away for five Boy, minutes. Boy, does that sound good. <laughs> All right, next up is what? What do we have? What do we have? We here? have worm pickers. Uh, so golf ball divers have to search for lost golf balls, retrieving lost ball. But worm pickers, I, uh, guess, I guess, pick worms. Yeah, I guess that's a for seventeen to forty. There. That's come on now, seventeen to forty-four thousand. That's not high pay. Seventeen grand? That sucks. Sixteen to twenty-eight thousand for a chicken sexer, which Jeffy is not what you think it is. Um, it's a lot of bet. Okay, well, it, it can be what Jeffy thinks it is, but in, in this particular instance, uh, all it is is just separating the boys from the girls. It's okay. That actually. Then there's a snake websites. milker. You can milk a snake, thousand dollars per gram. It's risky because it requires sucking out the venom from the li- from a live snake. Uh, wow, there's another good gig for you, Jeffy. This cannot be real. Suck the venom out of a live Wait a snake. How fart smeller for $55,000? This cannot be real. What, what is it? This says well, mental flaws. It's not. It's only $50,000. It says resumeformat2016.com. I don't know. I'm, very, I'm skeptical. Let's see what else we have. All right. Uh, odor judge, thirty-nine to 116000 How do you think deodorant companies work out whether their products work? They get odor judges to sniff people. No, no, they don't. To sniff people's armpits. Do they, maybe they do. So oh, come on now, Jeffy. Would you, would you do? Would you do that for a job? <laughs> I mean, you'd be making more money than we pay you, which is nothing. For a dollar eleven. Well, it's one hundred and sixteen, so it wouldn't be quite a dollar eleven. No, it'd be like a dollar five 10. minutes. But uh, yeah, why not? All right. Uh, next up uh, is a virtual gold farmer. Um, you can play games all along. <laughs> uh, some people actually do this. Yes, they do. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. It seems like it would be a lot of uh, work. And this is in China, by the way. Then you've got fortune cookie writer. Well, um, Jeffy, you're not qualified for this because you'd eat all the cookies and you can't write. That's uh, forty forty grand for that. Yep. Next all up. Right. Next up, we have uh, professional cuddlers. Mm-hmm. We know 80, that's true. Jeffy, yes, we do. We do know that's yeah, that true. Yeah, true. the cuddlers. Eighty dollars an hour. You hire a professional cuddler to snuggle with you. It uh, comes with its share of emotional burdens, apparently, because you cuddle with somebody and then, you, you know, you feel bonded. And then... Uh, well, they do. But you have to go home, so... You don't feel anything, though. They do, do. yeah. yeah. No. Okay. You just walk away. Pay the bill and walk away. So Professional to, mourners actually to. cry at funerals. 
Uh, they're paid eighty dollars <laughs> really? for two hours. I guess I. I mean, I mean, for like, be I, that's not do. bad because, like, let's say Jeffy somehow gets to the point where he has three hundred and three hundred twenty dollars in the bank when he dies. Now we all know that's not going to mm. happen, but let's just say he's got three hundred twenty dollars in the bank when he dies. Uh, there's no one going to the funeral, so mm. maybe you use that three twenty to hire four professional mourners to come. So it looks like people, you know, cared about you dying. You're saying that they don't. I mean, I'm not. I mean, everyone's saying saying it. I'm, I'm just summarizing general comments. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. everyone thinks. Yeah, it'd be nice to have 320 yeah. bucks in the bank. Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, any more on this? Uh, yes. We got more. There's iceberg mover doesn't say how much it pays, and or how you move <laughs> an iceberg. You need web feet for that job. Uh huh. <laughs> and gills. Uh, but uh, then you have. What's up next? A professional bridesmaid. Yep. Uh, that's kind of a, I didn't know that was a thing. 300 to $2,000 per wedding. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, let's see. You got your Barbie dress designer, 68000 a year, 54-year-old doll, has to keep up with Barbie fashion trends. Barbie doesn't even wear dresses anymore. Okay. And a professional sleeper. There's a Finnish company that made headlines when it advertised the position. Apparently, they needed comfort levels to be checked of, uh, of beds, so you sleep in them. Mm-hmm. 66 and grand. Huh. Finally, last ones here. Uh, professional line standers. That's definitely true. You can do that. Yeah, um, that's that's starting to get big too uh, uh, in the city, especially over the holidays. Yeah, they definitely use that. Yeah, and time. like a new iPhone comes out. Yeah, yeah you can actually do that. Um, and face feelers. Uh, this is actually Jeffy does this one for free. Uh, sensory scientists train I mean, to use their hands. Money. What? I usually ask for money after you know what I'm doing. It. Uh huh. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm not sure who decided those were high-paying jobs. Some of them were $17,000. I, yeah, I don't no. know anybody who can consider $17,000 a high-paying job. Uh, you're looking well, at okay, this guy. Uh, All right, I know one. Man, person. okay, Mr. Elitist. I know one. Person. Okay. Anybody else done watching the GOP debates? Oh, <laughs> I'm You're tired done, of it. Huh? I'm just done. Oh I'm tired gosh. of it. I'm tired of the debates. I don't want to watch it tonight. I don't either. I have to, of course, but I don't want to. I think this one. I, I don't know, want to. Here's my hope on this one. You've yes. got only seven people in it. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a I can uh, that's actually a fine number for a debate, uh, especially one that's a little bit earlier than this. But uh, I'd rather have four, but seven's okay. Yeah, it's I better guess. than twelve or fifteen that we started with. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, all right, Trump is going to do his thing. Uh, you know, Cruz I think will be solid. Rubio will probably be good. You know, I don't need Jeb. I don't need like give me mm-hmm. if you want to give me mm-hmm. one of Jeb, don't, Christie, don't or Kasich. Kasich. We don't need Kasich. We don't need we the don't Huckster. need Jeb. We definitely well Huckster's out. He's in the kitty table. Huckabee um, yeah. is out. Uh, he's at the kitty table. Okay, good. Is he um, really? Yeah, Huckabee's not in the main that. debate. Okay. Right? You're, I got am I wrong? Double check Hold on. That. It's uh, tr- there's seven. It's Trump, mm-hmm. uh, Cruz, Cruz, uh, Carson, Carson. Um, Rubio, Rubio, uh, Christie, Kasich, Kasich, 
and uh, mm -hmm. what was the last one? Jeb. Uh, Jeb Bush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so the, the wow. kitty table is Huckabee, Santorum, uh, supposed to be Rand Paul, and Fiorina. Mm -hmm. How telling is it that Jeb Bush is the last of the seven we thought of? Wow, does that tell you that Jeb oh, yeah. is done? We thought of Kasich yeah. before Jeb Bush. Again, That's amazing. Like, yeah. you know, Rubio is, is probably my second guy at this point. Um, and he, pro he would probably be my third guy if not for Rand Paul's birther nonsense. Uh, but he's probably my, my second guy at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I was, I was watching ads. Jeb Bush is still pounding ads. And I guess, like, the establishment's starting to get a little annoyed at him because they're like, look, Rubio, like, we want, like Jeb, we, we liked you. We wanted you to win. But mm -hmm. it's not happening. Uh, don't waste your last $40 million of your super PAC bashing Marco Rubio. Go after somebody else like Trump or Cruz. Um, and so he's, he's spending all this money on Fox News and Fox mm. Business and CNBC. All of these attacking ads against Marco Rubio. Yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, Rubio's ahead of him, I guess, but yeah. he's not the lead candidate. So why would you? I guess they're talking about lanes at this point, right? You got a Donald Trump lane. You got a Cruz Carson lane. Mm. And you got an establishment lane, which I guess has Rubio in it. It has got Cruz. It's, or excuse me, um, Kasich. It's got uh, uh, Jeb. It's got Christie. And he needs to win that lane first, and then he can go on to win the nomination. I think that's the theory here. So let's say Jeb finished um, third or maybe even fourth in Iowa mm -hmm. and then finished second to Trump in New Hampshire. Okay, mm -hmm. so he comes with maybe 15, 16 percent of the vote and finishes second in New Hampshire. He's got a good shot at the nomination if he could do those two things. Because that probably means that Kasich drops out and Christie drops out. Where are those people going? They're going to go to either Rubio or Jeb. Jeb still has the most money, probably. Um, you know, Cruz and maybe Cruz and Trump battle, out, battle it out against each other. And the establishment coalesces around potentially Jeb. I mean, that's probably, I'm not mm. saying it's a good chance, but it's a chance. Mm. It's a path to the nomination. Um, and at this point, if you've got $30, $40 million left over to spend on this election, you might as well find your path to the election. And I think at this point he's saying, well, attacking Trump is not going to, ha to I don't need to beat Trump yet. I need to beat Rubio. I need to beat Christie. I need to beat Kasich. Yeah. Plus, he's, he's gotten his ass kicked uh, multiple times by trying to go after Trump. Yeah. He's, I think he learned a lesson from that, that, okay, that, that's not smart, so I'm going to do something else, and I guess that's what he's doing. Um, meantime, ISIS is claiming responsibility in the deadly Jakarta attacks. Uh, we reported late last night that a series of deadly blasts rocked the capital city of Indonesia, killed seven, uh, including five suspected militants. And uh, this morning, the Islamic State is reportedly claiming responsibility for the attacks. Uh, Islamic State fighters carried out an, uh, an armed attack this morning targeting foreign nationals and the security forces charged with protecting them in the Indonesian capital. If that's true, I, I mean, ISIS is bizarre. That what, what are you going after Jakarta for? Isn't that a weird target? I think the guy, I think the one guy that they say is what did the bombing wanted to be the head of ISIS in Jakarta or something. So. Mm. Really? Yeah. And they wanted this to be essentially Paris, um, and uh, it did not work out so well for them. Uh, no, not if they were. If they were, they took a wrong turn somewhere. 
if you were looking for Paris, because Jakarta <laughs> okay. and Maybe Paris are that. a well, long ways away. Could be my fault on that okay. one. They wanted it to be equivalent to the Paris attack. Uh, I see. Uh, oh. Level-wise, uh, death right. toll-wise. Uh, <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. I'm right. glad you uh, pointed that out, though, because I think a lot of people were probably confused. <laughs> probably were. Yeah, the like, right? They wanted it to be Paris. Well, do they not have a map? Are they like some U U.S. Americans? Oh, a lot don't of them don't have maps. maps. Uh, yeah, a lot of them don't, apparently. So, and these guys didn't uh, quite clearly. Um, so, I mean, Indonesia is the largest Muslim country in the world. Why? Why there? It's it's bizarre to me. I can't ever figure this stuff out. Islamic fighters um, apparently were among those killed, but also police officer and a Canadian visitor. Uh, two suspects have been arrested. Jakarta's police chief uh, told reporters ISIS was definitely behind the attack. Um, police previously said they believed militants had been imitating the November attacks in Paris. So... It's funny because the, the network news uh, on radio, anyway, this morning uh, wouldn't even mention Islam. Is that right? Yeah. Just talked about the attacks. Jeez. The attacks. Hmm. Unbelievable. Like they came from the Moose Lodge. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, they just who, by the way, owns Marco Rubio. Yes, Thank that's you. true. That I mean, co-owns with, with the Jews, the, the Freemasons, and the Presbyterians. Presbyterians, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile... An Iraqi refugee was planning to bomb malls here in Texas. I mean, how many how many times do we have to find people before somebody doesn't get found in time? There's the, uh, the wonderful upstanding refugee now. He, uh, according to a federal agent, an Iraqi refugee facing charges that he tried to help uh, uh, ISIS wanted to set off bombs at two Houston malls and was learning to make electronic transmitters that could be used to detonate them. Omar Faraj Saeed Al-Hardin uh, went to Houston from Iraq in 2009, was indicted last week on three charges. He pled not guilty to all three charges. U.S. District Judge Lynn Hughes denied granting him a bond, ruling there would be a serious risk if the Iraqi refugee uh, that he would flee, and I would say, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good decision not to let him out on bond. Uh, Once I get the passport, I will leave America. I will leave, he said. I will make a widow of you. Uh, that's what he said to his wife. I will go to Syria. I'm not wacko. I am not wacko. I am speaking the truth. I want to blow myself up. I want to blow myself up. I am against America. Oh, good. All Thanks. right. Uh, hmm. Welcome to our nation. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks um, for coming. Wow. Uh, uh, I don't. I wonder what two malls it was. I would love to know which uh, two Houston malls he had targeted because uh, that's pretty frightening. Houston has more than two malls. <laughs> yes. Surprisingly, uh, yes. Huh. Two thousand yes, malls. It does. Uh, yes, it um, does. By the way, it's not just um, people from the Middle East killing Americans. Um, Donald Trump favorite Rahm Emanuel is also overseeing a, a city that's already had 120 people shot this year. Uh, what, what month are we in, Pat? Uh, August. We're clear into January now. Way deep, 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 Look, deep, deep right, into I mean, the year. Yeah, I mean we're almost halfway into the month. Right. Not quite. Which no. and January, as you know, is the month that is so deep into the year that sometimes you forget about it. You yes, it's it's almost the forgotten month because it's so deep. I mean it's all the way up to one. Oh, before before January you have um, December. 
So, which, but that's, which is 12, which makes this the 13th month of the year. <laughs> but no, this is, that's so, 2015. This is 20. Man. <laughs> what is that? Uh, geez, I mean, 10. What, what's today's date? I can't even remember. 14. 14. So almost 10 a day. <clears throat> and that's unbelievable. That's um, amazing. Um, 19 people have been killed. And so more than one a day. Total is three times the uh, total uh, from last year. So it's going the right direction, trending in the right direction there for Rom mm. uh, in Chicago. Uh, and well, that's because, that's because it's so easy to get a gun in Chicago. You can go into a 7-Eleven and get a gun. You can go into a grocery yeah. store and say, I'd right. like a pack of smokes and uh, get, get me that uh, 357 Magnum, if you would. Their gun laws were so strict, they were ruled unconstitutional. So Maybe they shouldn't have ruled them con unconstitutional then. We prevented some of this stuff yeah, no it was just as high <laughs> back then sadly um yeah it's, uh, it's amazing it does not uh, of course they still make it almost impossible to get a gun in chicago they just had to they did come up with a there is a way to do it now because um, yeah. they basically said it was this, it was the sister case essentially to the heller case in dc um because uh in, in the heller case they said okay well two individuals get to use uh to own handguns or uh, really any arms um, it, or is it a militia? And in, the Heller case came down and said, yeah, it's, uh, it's, individuals get to use them. And then they said, well, that's just because it's Washington, D.C. It's not even a state. Like, it, it doesn't matter there. You can do it in states. So then they did the Chicago case and, again, ruled again. No, you can't prevent people from owning guns. So. So. Uh, no. Well, they'll tell you. Uh, and I know this because it's the excuse I'm given every time I point out the fact that you know, the highest murder rate and the, the toughest gun laws uh, in the nation are, are in Chicago. And Well, yeah, that's because they're all coming from your damn state. Really? Are they? They're all coming from oh. Texas? Mm. Shut up. They're not all coming from anywhere but Chicago. I mean, uh, d do some of them come from somewhere else? I don't know. Maybe. But the vast majority, I'm guessing, are just obtained illegally in, yeah, in Chicago. Guns, so it doesn't matter. They're still illegal, they're, illegal yeah. guns. None of, none of the laws affect it because they're illegal. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but people who are willing to kill don't really care about your gun law. They don't really care. Well, they, I mean, it certainly hurts their feelings when they break a gun law. Yes, but they don't stop breaking okay, good, it. But good. it does hurt their feelings. They um, feel badly about it afterward. Yeah, and look, all this would be solved if we took a couple common sense steps to solve these issues. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you number one. All guns go away. Thank okay? you. I'll give you number two. All people who own guns get shot. Thank you. Uh, by those guns. Uh, okay. I'll give you number three. So the person all, who takes the gun from you just shoots you, shoot. and you're dead. Right. You're dead. Because, right well, you're not going to own a gun after that. No. No. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you <laughs> question. I'll give you number no, three. All, all right. Republicans are illegal. Okay. And those are three easy steps. And who's going to? Who's around to push those through? Well, no one, because of the right wing ownership mm -hmm. at MSNBC, they kicked Ed Schultz off. Right. They right. had the Ed Brand, who was winning. He was going to get it, so we could solve these issues. He was winning. He was winning. And that's when uh, uh, the big corporation, MSNBC, stepped in and they said, no more Ed Brand on our and network. And why did they do that? Because he was, he was he so was conservative well, for or, them? Or, no, no. He was, no, he was too liberal. And they, MSNBC was too They were too conservative. Right. So that's why. finally, that problem has been solved and we can get back on a progressive future with the Ed Brand because Ed has been demoted back to work. Here's the Ed uh, promo. <laughs> Oh! For 
decades, the American middle class has been railroaded by Washington politics. Oh, he's on railroad tracks. Big money corporate interests Good. has drowned out a lot of voices. That's how it is in the news culture in this country now. Uh-huh. That's where I come in. Where do you come in? I'm right Ed there. Schultz. I do the news oh, yeah. on RT America. I'll make sure you don't get railroaded and you'll get the straight talk and the straight news. Question more. Well, how can you get anything but straight news on Russia today? I mean, how can you get any straighter than that? You can't get any straight talker than that. Again, if they called it AJ America, it would probably still be on the air. Uh, this is RT America. Um, they were smart enough to at least not call it Russia today outwardly. Yep. They at least just use the initials. Um, but yeah, here I mean, here's a guy who is now on a Soviet <laughs> propaganda <laughs> network. If it's still no, uh, he's, he's on RT, right? Yeah, Russia today. He's on. He's, seriously, it's Russian propaganda. It's owned by the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, are you not? You're not embarrassed by that? You're well, not embarrassed? There's, no well, I mean, embarrassed there's a certain that. thing. Like, for example, if Jeffy did something ridiculous, like for example, he went ba- to the bathroom on national television, he would not be embarrassed because. It's Jeffy. There's no, you can't get lower. You've dealt with all the embarrassment. All of the normal feelings of embarrassment passed years ago. And that's the same thing with Ed. When you failed as many times as Ed Schultz, nothing embarrasses you anymore. Wow. I mean, you've, you've essentially joined enemy television, haven't you? It's not an enemy to Ed. Whether, you're, whether you are on Al Jazeera, who promotes Middle Eastern terrorism... Or you're on Russia, who is our biggest enemy in the world. You've joined the you've joined the enemy propaganda machine. Well, I mean, they fooled themselves, right? I mean, you end up fooling yourself. You tell yourself that you know, hey, I'm not part of that. I'm doing something else. I'm doing straight talk here. And yes. Does that not show you how out of step he is with American principles by going on Russia right. to Russia today? I mean. I mean Wow. Even look at it from Ed Schultz's standpoint for a second. Russia, obviously, we would, that's not something that we would want. And it's a, you know, but again, like, you'd think, well, obviously, Russia and Ed Schultz probably are, on a, are aligned on a lot of things. However, think about it from this perspective. The Russian government just voted unanimously to not allow gay people to kiss in public. Okay? Right. Yeah. And this guy is going over to a network owned by those people. Yep. Like, yeah. even if you, if he's just stating for his own stupid values, he shouldn't do this. Um, and yet he's doing it anyway. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, look, I mean, to be fair, mm. it's complete desperation. And, I, you know, look, Jeffy certainly would understand that. I mean, you know, does Jeffy want to break into your house and, and steal your jewelry to buy Coke? No, but he needs the Coke, you know. So you do, the, you do the breaking and entering thing to get the end game, which is the drugs you need. Here's how they're actually promoting it. RT, formerly Russia Today, is not beholden to any corporate interests by virtue of being owned and operated by the Russian government. See? <laughs> See? Oh, that makes it way better See? than if you're beholden to some American corporation. Right? Some rich oh, guy on top. You're with the commies from Russia. Oh, oh. that's way better. You're beholden to the Russian oh, government. That's way better. That's much better. Way better. And by better. the way, that's the same calculus. Like, if wow. you're saying, I work, if I work for a corporation, I'm beholden to the corporation. If you work for the Russian government, you're beholden to the Russian government. Yeah, it, that's your argument, by the way, not ours. Yeah, because I honestly, you know, I'm not beholden to the blaze. I mean, you know, if I suck, they're going to kick me off. If uh, if if Glenn uh, thinks I'm terrible, I'm going to get kicked off. I get to say whatever I want. 
I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if people don't like it, I'll eventually lose my job, but I can disagree with Glenn and it doesn't matter. Um, so I don't actually, you know, if you work for 7-Eleven, you're not beholden to 7-Eleven other than you need to show up for work and work for 7-Eleven. Right. If you disagree with soda outside of work, I don't think you're going to get in, in, in big trouble. Um, but it's, but I, do you, is it, you know, using their own analysis, he is beholden to the Russian government. Yeah. And, and he's going to, yeah. and of course, they're going to love that because if, especially if a Republican gets in, he's going to be critical of the American government. He's going to be critical of American ideas. That's what he does. He's what he did on MSNBC, and I'm mm -hmm. sure it's what he'll do on RT. And it shows that his liberal policies fit mm -hmm. with Russia. What, what should that tell it us? It also shows uh, wow. RT is, is hurting because they really want Ed's massive audience to follow him over to yeah. RT. His massive audience of four. Four people. Four people. He had a massive uh, four. I mean, well, his mom. I just don't want you to get in trouble for exaggerating. I'm sorry. Oh, he, he had more than that, right? <laughs> Listening to the podcast. He, doesn't have, he does not have no. four full people. No. I mean, are you including him? Yes, okay, I so was including one, him. His mom is two. That's yeah, two. Keep going. What else you got? Well, I was thinking there was a wife in there somewhere. I don't know if he's married or not. I mean, I know. I think he's married. I don't know that she listens. <laughs> no, she did. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Time uh, to it is uh, yeah. time for Pat and Stu, to, and it's time to tell you about a two-week emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply. Should Our we? friends at My Patriot Supply uh, do preparation right, Pat. They do. Uh, you know, a lot of people do preparation. A lot of people will try to sell you crappy mm -hmm. food that you can stick and it'll get, go bad, yep. and uh, it'll be or like it'll bull be bull like weevils. Bull weevils. <laughs> you and these bull weevils. <laughs> it'll be like uh, some terrible tasting mm -hmm. thing that's not even real food. You get a, or like, you get cracked wheat. Cracked you get bar wheat. barley. You get a bunch of corn. I mean. Or you get beans. I mean, it's stuff that you, you have, and you could eat it, I guess, if you know what to do with it. But what are you going to do with it? What do you, seriously, I used to ask my wife that. Well, what are we going to do with this? Are you going to grind it by hand, and we're going to make bread out of it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. your wife might be able to do that. My wife might be. Able I can to. tell you right now, uh, no offense, but my wife will not be not able, be able to, do to. that. No, we will just die. You won't have to if you have this stuff. That's true. Uh, this is a better way my to go. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, uh, everything from coffee to mac and cheese to... Um, uh, you know, um, mashed potatoes. Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Real really food. Good. Food you want to eat. Yeah, really good. So if you're in the situation where you're going to use your food supply, you actually want to use your food supply. Yeah. Wouldn't and that be nice? It's 50 bucks for a two-week supply, and that includes the shippings. It's only available, though, if you call 888-893-7953. Call right now. Limit two per household, but you get a two-week supply for 50 bucks, including shipping. 888 893-7953, My Patriot Supply. Patents to Triple Eight Seventy Seven Back. You know what I hate? Jeffy. Microaggressions. Oh, also microaggressions. Micro. Aggressions. But also, Jeffy, you're not saying you don't. No, you I'm not say saying that. I don't hate Jeffy, of course. I mean, that went without saying. Oh what, what I had to say was that microaggressions have to stop. They have to stop. Now, what about actual aggressions? No, so those are okay. Okay. It's the microaggressions that I can't stand. Mm -hmm. I can't tolerate them. If you say something mean, that hurts far more than if you do something physical to someone, as you know, Stu. So that's why the microaggression is more, it, it's more hurtful than a macro. Well, because uh, I would say 
an ag you're saying an aggression is not an assault. An aggression is like I say Jeffy's fat. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's me being aggressive to Jeffy. Right. Mm -hmm. However, if I were to say like, um, you know, hey Jeffy, uh, you're looking, uh, you know, s slightly better than normal today. That's a microaggression, right? Because I'm insinuating sort of behind the scenes of that statement that you're actually awful you every look, other day. You don't look that bad for a fat guy. Right. Yeah, something like uh, that. That's yeah. a microaggression. But I think, I think a microaggression, and now it seems to be that there's a, a dispute among us, at least, <laughs> about what exactly a microaggression is. Because right. I think if you were to say, you know, I can't mm -hmm. believe it. You, look, you actually look good today. Like, that's, in theory, a compliment. Yes. But what you're saying in those subtleties of that comment is that is every, every other, other day, day you right. look horrible. Right. Or you have the, you know, the... Is that right? You, know, you say something, one of your co-workers, right? Uh, you come in and you see her and you go, wow, somebody probably wants to go out with you, huh? Well, that, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, well, because we, we heard it with um, the... Uh, the female thing. Remember we were doing this with um, uh, the uh, feminist thing where they were saying the microaggressions, we read a, a bunch of them. Right. Mm. And it was stuff like, uh, God, I'm trying to think of exactly what the word is. Do you have that article yeah. somewhere? Because it, it was not like, hey, uh, hey, uh, woman, you look ugly today. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was like, it was, it was things that were like, hey, wow, uh, you're doing it. You're actually able to read that. You know, it was like, they're like, kind of like. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by that? It, you, I think microaggression is always followed up by, well, what do you mean by that? You know, like you almost, there needs to be a little bit of a guessing game in there. Well, this says microaggressions are the everyday verbal, nonverbal, and environmental slights, snubs, or insults, whether intentional or unintentional, mm -hmm. that communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative messages uh, to target persons based upon whatever. Like, do you have any examples on that or no? I don't see one here. Uh, I could go to recognizing microaggressions and the messages they send and find out if, if we can get some information on them there. Uh, but, yes, here's some examples. All right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is amazing. This is more of what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, where are you from or where were you born? What you're really <laughs> saying? What, well, you know what the message is there, Steve? What? what? You're not a true American. I mean, where are you from? You speak English. <laughs> you speak English very well. That's a microaggression. <laughs> That's a microaggression for the love of heaven. What are you? You're so interesting looking. <laughs> okay. Continuing to mispronounce the names of students after students have corrected the person time and time again. Uh, here's one. You're a credit to your race. That's, of course, bad. Wow. These are all racism, man. That's not microaggression. How about this one? Wow. How did you become so good in math? Um, that's a microaggression? Yes. Yes, it is, because you're saying, if you're saying that to a person of color, you're saying they're generally not as intelligent as a white person. That's what you're saying to them. Wow, how'd you get so good at math? What if you say that to a white person? Is it a microaggression then or not? Maybe I, not. I don't know. I, I'm looking at some other. Another, BuzzFeed has a collection of these as well. Uh, a black person saying, uh, holding up a sign of her microaggression. When people think that it's weird that I listen to Carrie Underwood. Because black people don't listen to Carrie Underwood or 
something? Yeah, I don't. That and I think generally they kind of I mean, don't. Statistically, I would say it's probably yeah, accurate. I think they kind of don't. And I, I don't listen to her either. So does that mean I'm a black person? Or No, but it's not weird that you don't listen to her because you're a white guy. Well, I, but see, it would be white guys who would listen to Carrie Underwood. Wouldn't yeah, it? No. Okay. All right. No, it's white, it's white hmm. guys that think they're females. Okay. Listen to Carrie Underwood. Oh, uh, sorry. So I think it can be either. It can be a kind of a slight like that, or it can be an actual insult to you, like, "Hey, Jeffy, you're fat. You're you're overweight. You're a fat." And like you've probably noticed this uh, over the history of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes we, we uh, constantly are trying to show people what mm-hmm. microaggression example. is. Example. And, and like that's why we give examples all the yeah. time to Jeffy. Even we say, when we're hey, talking fat, about so. different that's, topics. Yeah. You right. know, it doesn't seem like, hey, they're not even talking about microaggression right now. <laughs> yes, we are. Because that's what it's like in the real world. We want to make sure it's, it's permeating the show so you understand in the real world, people, this really happens to Jeffrey, you're fat. People need to understand exactly how it works. Hey, fat so. Like that. Like that. It's, it's, so the show, Jeffy, you're fat, is saturated with microaggressions so to like help real you understand life. what to it's avoid. It's just like real life. People always work with fat people like you. That's right, fat so. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Okay. So. I think we understand it now. <laughs> anyway, this is what they're trying to. This is what they're telling the students at Penn State Stop to report. It. Stop it. So report all the microaggressions that you encounter. Be the difference. Uh, oh Helps take a stand for positive campus climate. Help stop discrimination, homophobia, sexual assault, hate, bigotry, cruelty, hostility, violence, racism, intolerance, inequality, inequity, prejudice, persecution, <laughs> really bullying, inequality bias, defamation, and inequity. injustice, oppression, abuse, harassment. Report a bias incident. And then there's the address yeah. where you report it. That's unbelievable. Now, Penn State uh, did say that they are for free speech, right? But they just want you to report this stuff anyway, and they're going to somehow stop it because it can't be tolerated on campus. So how can you support free speech and this stuff? Uh, the answer is you can't. But they do say there's no place for hate, overt or subtle, at Penn State. Such actions do not represent our mutually held values. An act of intolerance can be identified as any form of microaggression, verbal assault, and or racial subjugation. I, this is really dangerous stuff, and it seems to be getting worse and spreading from campus to campus. Uh, good luck, America. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. What we're saying, Jeffy, in that particular segment was... You're fat. You're a fat guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did say that, actually. Yeah, I did I say that. Explain. I said it out right. It's just an example. Yeah. Well, it's an example of microaggression, but it's also accurate. <laughs> qualified to walk us through with some uh, Hollywood particular stories of uh, contracts that are horrible including uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, verbally agreed to make a buddy comedy uh, featuring a dinosaur a couple years later uh, she was uh, suddenly held up to her end of the bargain and make make wanted to make something called Theodore Rex which I do not uh, remember Goldberg apparently realized this was a terrible idea 
um, wasn't able to get out of the contract, but they did raise her salary, helping the film become the first big-budget direct-to-video film in history. Wow. I really? do not remember that. Theodore yeah. Rex, because you know what? Because his abbreviations would be T-Rex. Oh, that's, I get it. That's the joke. Sure, okay. Yeah, that's cute. That's adorable. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh, I do. Because Theodore is a name of a person, but if you shorten that to T, that's the name of a dinosaur or abbreviation for the you name of a dinosaur. You would normally shorten it to, let's say, Ted. So wouldn't you call him Ted Rex? And then... Well, that's why I went straight to video. Okay. <laughs> because of that. <laughs> okay. Everyone right. called it Ted Rex. Well, that makes perfect sense mm -hmm. then. Uh, what about the TV network, ABC Family? Uh, family network of the, uh, well, not, not so much. But for years, it's mostly focused on one particular element of the family. Older teens, young adults. Uh, that, and they appeal to advertisers, of course. In fact, the term family barely made sense, which is why the network recently decided to change their name to uh, Freeform. And so what took so long? You can specifically blame televangelist Pat Robertson, who required whomever owned the network to keep the word family in the channel name, as well as ensure Robertson's Christian Broadcasting Network always had a place on that channel no matter what. Smart. Uh, <laughs> this wow. is a smart contract. Wow. Yeah. So how did they get out of the contract with Pat Robertson then to change the name to Freeform? I don't know. That's interesting. Um, how about uh, stuck with the remnants of a terrible contract, but with a much better deal already worked out? Van Morrison went into the studio for a single day in 1967 and recorded 31 gibberish songs in an effort to get out of his Bang Records contract as soon as possible. <laughs> the New York Sessions 67, as they came to be called, may be the greatest example of passive-aggressive uh, behavior ever uh, recorded. And microaggression. And micro microaggression. Because gibberish makes fun of yes. the jibs. The, yes. The, the poor Thank jibs. You. They get, Thank uh, you. They get constantly downplayed. <laughs> uh, American Idol show designed uh, to create a whole bunch of art due to contractual obligations. Basically forced Kelly Clarkson uh, to do the movie, or I, I yeah, guess it was, it was a movie. Yeah, from Justin from to Justin Kelly. From Justin to yeah. Kelly. Which is widely considered one of the worst movies <laughs> of the 21st century. I knew when I read the script, it was going to be real, real bad. But when I won, I signed that piece of paper, and I couldn't get out of it, she said back in 2006. Uh, so there you go. Kelly Clarkson had to do the movie contractually obligated. Uh, Dr. Yoshiro Nakamatsu, uh, known to most of the public as Dr. Nakamatsu, which I mean, that's you always. You have that bumper uh, sticker in your yeah, car, right? I do. I heart Dr. Nakamatsu. is a big thing that you have. That's how I didn't. I didn't understand that first oh, name. Oh, because the bumper sticker, uh, uh -huh. the doctor has been ripped off over the years, so it just says I heart Nakamatsu now, and I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we. Yeah. Can, Jeffy had some theories. It was, it was an interesting conversation <laughs> off the air. Uh, he is one of the world's most prolific inventors with more than 3,500 patents. His wig for uh, use against attackers is a simple device. We've kind of talked about this a little bit. It's described mm -hmm. as a wig for self-defense. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, patents, That's technical good. drawings uh, right here, as you see, uh, perhaps sufficient to explain the nature and power of the self-defense wig. I guess because you would take it off and what, like, it's like a saw that you would toss. Um, his inventions um, were part of the uh, documentary film, of course, Pat knows of this, the invention of Dr. Nakamats. Yeah. Which, uh, you, you really liked that, didn't you? Yeah, we screen it at my house three times a week. Hmm. This would be a good one to try out on Jeffy. <laughs>
Um, except we would throw it at Jeffy because it would hurt him. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And we like to hurt Jeffy. I don't know if it would penetrate the layers of fat, but it, do you think it would? Jeffy, your thoughts? <laughs> Microaggression right there. See? Oh, see, right the, I, like, it seems like I'm just saying I would like your thoughts on the issue. Mm -hmm. In reality, I'm calling him stupid, stupid, oh, and overweight, uh, overweight, unlikable. And unlikable. Uh, disgusting. In many ways. <laughs> Okay. All from Dr. Nagabots. All from the guy who's got a bumper sticker in his car that says, I love Nagabots. Right. Um, all right, let's take a quick break because I want to show you um, uh, this trailer uh, for a, well, a couple movie trailers I want to show you, but one I want to talk about specifically, which is 13 Hours. Jeffy and I saw it last night. You need to see this trailer. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that movie. Cut off on the other side. 888727 back. It's the phone number. What's your favorite one on Nagabots? Back is the phone number. Uh, let's show you a couple of quick trailers here. I don't have enough time to talk about this, so let's start first with the, um, a Civil War movie. It's called A Free State of Jones. Watch. Keep it fast and stay close to me. Died with honor. No, Will. He just died. I'm tired of it. You, me, all of us. We're all out there dying so they can stay rich. Tax collectors coming around here, taking everything. We have nothing for the winner. Girls, you know how to shoot one of these? It's quite normal you got there. Last time I checked, the gun don't care who's pulling the trigger. You know they shoot deserters, don't you? They runaways? They shoot? They're gonna die so they can get rich selling their cotton. That's where we live, too. <laughs> <laughs> no man ought to tell another man what he's got to live for or what he's got to die for. I don't have the patience with five or six deserters hiding out in a swamp. You ready? Just hang them. See anything? He's out there. He won't miss this. fights for our children and their children's children. From this day forward, we declare the land north of Pascagoula Swamp to be a free state of Jones. They're poor farmers, deserters, 
who, frankly, sir, don't have much to lose. The winds are shifting. You can't fight it this time. There's plenty left to fight for. Yes, it does. It looks great. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, uh, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey looks, uh, I like the fact that they did the, like, usually, like, those movies, they all have really nice teeth. And you're like, wait a minute, people in that era did not have nice teeth. Matthew went the extra step to have really bad teeth in that movie. (laughs) He did. He went the extra step. Which is nice. But it's a great story. Because he wants an Academy Award for this. Yes, he does. That's why. And you can't do that when you're pretty. No, you cannot. So. It's the other thing about it is it's funny to watch that and say, people, they're always like, wow, it's slavery. Like, they always say that as some conservative issue. I mean, look at the way he's talking about individual freedom. No man should tell another man how to live. Right. And that is, those are conservative principles. Not not yep. liberal principles. Very much so. Um, and here's the movie uh, Jeffy and I saw last night. It's, um, again, a movie I cannot believe was made. I <laughs> cannot believe it. Mm. Uh, it's a movie about the truth about Benghazi. And it's a major motion picture. Michael Bay is the director. Uh, John Krasinski's in Michael it. Bay. A lot of familiar faces. Um, but uh, watch the trailer and check it out. Over for inspection. Sorry, sir, I can't do that. Hey everybody, this is Jack Silva. We trained SEALs at Coronado, so he knows the drill. We need immediate assistance. We are overrun. You have a U.S. ambassador at risk. You gotta send us. We're not even supposed to be here. You will wait. None of you have to go. We are the only help they have. Stand down! If you do not get here soon, we are all gonna die. Things are coming in, we're on property! On the roof, don't leave me! We're under heavy fire! Chief. Are we expecting any friendlies? I am not aware of any friendlies. Let them come. Let them come. I haven't thought about my family once tonight. Girls, I think this is it. I'm gonna stay. And then something happens, and I end up back here. Jeez, the valor there is just unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, it's look, it's worth seeing. Uh, you should see it mm. this weekend. Send a signal to uh, Hollywood that you want to see more of this sort of stuff. Yes. Uh, and send a signal to the electorate 
that this is a story that should be talked about because you know, mm-hmm. these guys, you know, they're contractors, former uh, special forces over there to protect, um, you know, and, and, and help, you know, some agents that were there. You know, they kind of set it up at the beginning of the movie that we were the only country really left at this time. Yeah. Um, and we didn't talk a lot about that because, you know, the, the focus is how do you not protect these guys on September 11th? How do mm-hmm. you not uh, take these steps? Why were they there? What were they doing? Well, it, everyone else had bailed on Libya. It was pretty much just us. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way they at least presented in this movie was that Chris Stevens, the ambassador, just was a true believer. I mean, he just really, he actually, you know, while there was other stuff going on, he believed in the freedom of, uh, of, of, Liber- uh, of Libya and thought they deserved a chance to try to, you know, not be crushed right. by a dictator yet again. Um, and uh, obviously we've seen how that's worked out. Uh, he doesn't necessarily write on that one. Um, but, you know, you, you, I mean, Jeffy, I... Because if you don't know anything about the story, if you don't care about Benghazi, if you don't care about Hillary Clinton, this is not a movie about Hillary Clinton. It's just a good war movie. Yes. You know, good, yes. solid, mm-hmm. you know, entertaining, uh, engaging, lots of action, and sad at times, you know, emotional uh, at times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, we talked about it earlier uh, uh, during the radio show that if you don't know the backstory, it's just a really good war movie. You know, no question. And Michael Bay, I mean, he's got his fingerprints all over this oh, yeah. thing. That's <laughs> definitely his yeah, movie. Yeah, it's action-packed. Um, but when you do know the backstory, it's really maddening. Yeah, I, I wish you could see it back because it would just piss you off. Because it's like it's one thing to know that story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think all of us have taken the story as we've heard it, have seen a few pictures, mm-hmm. and drawn... An image in our head of what it looked like. What was the battle like? How did this happen? It's funny because it's not. It's not how I predicted it. Like the the or projected it in my mind. It was like a a bigger area. Um, The the two compounds were closer than I really pictured them in my mind. They were only a mile away. These guys, a mile Mm -hmm. away with all this weaponry and all this training, and they're told to stay and wait. it's, it's and they eventually just obey that, right? Yeah, they just and go anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing that they knew they were overwhelmed. They knew that they were uh, outnumbered by a lot, right? I mean, how many? Oh, there was yeah. a lot of oh, people yeah. coming at them. Mm-hmm. And they did it anyway. They just they go in anyway because they have that kind of courage and that kind of valor. Well, they could hear the voice on the radio. They could hear the voice of these guys basically dying mm-hmm. on the radio. And be, they're mm-hmm. being told, uh, now stand there with your big guns and just wait and just listen to them die. Uh, you know, even they allow that maybe it was just because they were being overcautious. It wasn't necessarily like, hey, we want these people to die over there. Right. But still, it's right. infuriating as a, as a warrior. You have an opportunity to stop yeah. this. And um, that's all they want to do. That's all they, they wanted to do. They just want to stop it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I found fascinating that I loved is the beginning where it says this is a true story. You don't see that very often. And that's what they put yeah. on the preview there, too. Yeah. This is a true story. They don't say based on a true story. This is a true story. That's amazing. That's um, great. And you're going to find out more about that true story tonight uh, with Glenn, as Glenn has the guys, the survivors of this. Actual guys. Yes. The, not the actors, yeah. but the actual guys yeah. are going to be here uh, be talking about this and, and, and the experience that they went through uh, fighting for your freedom. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. Did a few unfriendlies die? Uh, a couple did. The, a couple, couple sprained their ankle. Did they catch ankle. a cold? Or, a couple or, ankle sprains. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was a right. uh, rotator cuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? That was really. Oh, you hate to see uh, that. Yeah, yeah. 
You hate to see that. I hate it. Well, yeah, no, a couple of them even just gave up and went to Chick-fil-A and sat down, had something to eat. And did they? Gave it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because they came in waves. I mean, they, they were constantly fighting away different waves it, of these guys. In that yeah. way, it reminds me a lot, and I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but uh, based on what this looks like, it kind of reminds me of uh, Black Hawk Down it is and the similar. situation in Mogadishu. They actually mentioned that in the movie. Where thousands. Yeah. They themselves. They fought off. These guys fought off thousands of unfriendlies and they just kept coming and they killed uh, 1700 yeah. or something you know we lost 17 or 18 guys they lost 1700 yeah. i mean they just kept killing them and they kept coming and coming and coming and it, it looks like this is somewhat similar. Yeah, it's, it's, and they, I don't know if the numbers are that big, but it's they were there was yeah, a lot, I don't know if it was seventeen hundred, right? but there was a lot I'm of sure guys. I bet you it was, was, uh, was hundreds. It was yeah. hundreds, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would say, um, and it's just that you know, it's a it's a movie you you should go see yes. if you're at all if you can handle it. I mean, uh, you know, you know, uh, if, if it's definitely, I will say, really graphic at times. Yeah, with some really gruesome scenes of violence. Yeah. It's not throughout the entire movie, but there are there are parts you're like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I mean, there, there's parts that are cringeworthy as far as the violence goes. But these guys actually went through this. And this again tonight, the three of them will be in studio with yeah. Glenn. Also, make sure you see that five o'clock.